Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hi, Changemaker. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. Welcome to the podcast. I help changemakers grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. And to do that, I teach you how to gain expertise in grant writing and nonprofit work and coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance nonprofit consultant and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home. All right, so let's get into it today. Today, we also have a special checklist on our website, so please do go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 111 to get your free checklist that follows along with how to get money from products and services. All right, guys, so I'm really excited, and can you guys believe we're already at episode 111? Like, we are just cranking out, super awesome, but doing it with quality. So I've had a lot of great guests on the show recently, and I'm so excited about them. I also have some great guests coming up, and I just always look forward to interviewing different experts in the field out there that have anything to do with freelance grant writing, nonprofit work, etc. that can help you you know, just keep growing and expanding in your nonprofit or in your freelance consultancy work that you do. So today I have a special just solo episode all all from me, but I'm giving you a checklist. And this episode is seven steps to quickly get money from products and services for nonprofits. All right, so a lot of you have been asking me, you know, Holly, um, this nonprofit I'm working with, uh, the nonprofit I work at, just is not grant ready yet. Or there might be some other reasons that I'm gonna cover. And you know, so you're like, but we need money fast. All right, so getting money fast can be important. All right, so you know, we don't like to chase the money, but sometimes you just need money quickly. All right, and of course, the nonprofits you work with or the nonprofit you work at needs to not just look at grants. Yes, grants are awesome, but the fiscal health of a nonprofit should not be reliant on grants. Why? Well, because of many reasons, but to name a few, a nonprofit just might not be grant ready yet. A nonprofit also needs a diversity of funding, and that's just like you and your business. If all you do is grant writing, that might be great and excellent, but maybe you have knowledge and strategic planning as well. Or maybe you can just review grants, you know, you don't always have to write them. So there's different ways that you can diversify your streams of funding that keeps you healthy, right? It keeps you fiscally healthy. And the same is true for a nonprofit. If a nonprofit is only getting grants, they are really limiting it, what they can do. So other reasons are a nonprofit continually needs to increase awareness of its program. And it can do that not just by applying for grants, but by doing other types of fundraising or products and services like we're going to talk about today. And of course, a nonprofit, like I was saying earlier, may need funds quickly, right? And why? Because it just needs to get something out there. It needs to pay the bills. Like these things are real, right? But also, a nonprofit may need to boost its confidence and create momentum 
with some kind of money, right? And that can happen, you know, right away if, if your nonprofit has never received any funding or hasn't received many grants or is just kind of at a plateau, you know, some kind of product or service to kind of boost that momentum and get some money in the game can really be a game changer for confidence building even and to help your nonprofit to be like, okay, you know, we could our jaws and we invested all of our retirement into this nonprofit and ah, and all of a sudden some money comes through, some things come through and these things can be sustainable money, not like grants that might just be a year or three years or five years, but products and services can be long-term sustainable funding. They can both get money quickly and keep it going for the long run. All right, so that can definitely help with your confidence as a nonprofit. Okay, so these are all great reasons for needing to expand your diverse funding streams, but what if you need money now, right? How do you actually prioritize what to do? And like I said, there's a checklist that follows along with the episode, so please check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 111. All right, so let's go ahead and look at some other revenue generator makers besides grants. Let's look at products, i.e. goods, and services. So products are actual goods which are tangible. Some examples include Cookies, merchandise like t-shirts, uh, jewelry, plushies, right? The, like those little stuffed animals, you know, plushies, right? So all of these types of things are actual tangible. You can hold them in your hand, right? They're things. Sometimes you have to have inventory for them, etc. Where on the other hand, services. So services differ because they're skill-based and they are intangible. You can't really hold them in your hand, right? So some examples could include cooking classes, specialty skills workshops, online or virtual, dog walking, those types of services. So how do you know what type of product or service to create? So let's look at an example of three different types of nonprofits. So one nonprofit is an urban garden and they might sell uh, plant-based cookies for a product and they might also offer cookie baking classes or cooking classes as a service. So they could pull their members in schools and ask what types of cookie classes people would wanna have. They could also live stream some of the classes to build momentum about their products and their services. Who knows, eventually they could sell a cookbook and offer specialty couple cooking classes, retreats, and more. But start small and see what people will pay for and make sure it matches your mission. And we're gonna talk, we're gonna break that all down. Okay, another example is um, one of the nonprofits I work with is a marine conservation nonprofit and a big ticket product idea has been to sell rash guards with their really cool logo on it. So that could be a product they have and it is one of their products. For services, they could offer a marine habitat tour or educational workshops. So you can see how the product and the service are different, but they can really tie into what the nonprofit is doing. And our third example is our animal rescue center. And maybe they have a plushy stuffed animal, right? <laughs> so that could be a great product. And the service could be to provide dog walking, grooming, or other services where the animal rescue nonprofit, they're experts, right? So whether you offer rather a product or a service or both, think like a business. Remember, a nonprofit is a business. Just the profits go back into the mission. So you still need to think like a business. If you are a business, which you are, what goods would make sense for that business to sell? So think of it as a selling platform. You kind of have to put a different hat on in this space. And that's really a good way to start thinking about products and services. Don't have any ideas? Well, let's go ahead and outline the seven steps to create money generating products or services. 
All right, and make sure once again you get that downloadable at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 111. All right, step number one, start a brainstorming session. All right, this is the non-judgment, no-shaming zone where you actually schedule a time, you get your board of directors, staff, or peeps together and just start brainstorming. Get together, start coming up with ideas, and then you can also skip to uh, step number three to get ideas flowing. But really it's important just to start with the first step as far as scheduling out a time and really to take the time to think about this. You wanna schedule out a, a couple of hours at least just to say we're having a brainstorming session on products and services. Bring your thinking caps to the room, right? And remember, no idea is a bad idea yet. When you get to step two and three, you can start narrowing your ideas down. But in the beginning, just be creative as possible. You can get one of those, you know, uh, big post-it notes and put it on the wall, or you can um, put a projector out from your computer and type away and just start slamming out ideas. Um, you just wanna get the creative juices flowing. Then you go into step number two. Step number two is to identify products and our goods aligned with your mission. Make sure you first break out your mission statement so you stay on target, right? So after you're done with some brainstorming, break out your mission statement and be like, okay, what aligns with our mission statement of everything we've brainstormed? And this is also important for tax purposes. Remember, your nonprofit has tax-exempt status if you're a 501c organization, so three, a four, or six, right? In order to not pay taxes on goods and services that you produce, these things that you create must align with your mission. And of course, as a disclaimer, I am not a lawyer or an accountant, so make sure you check in with your state to see if your product or service is exempt. You can go to our website, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 111, and I'll have links to uh, different resources that you can look at. But the more aligned your nonprofit's good or service is to your mission, the more likely it will be exempt from taxes. All right, so step number one, once again, just to recap quickly, start a brainstorming session. Step number two is identify products and goods aligned with your mission. Step number three now is to identify expert or low-hanging areas for products and or services. Now remember, you want money fast. What can you do, you know, the easiest way to wealth generating now? All right, so how do you do that? Well, what are some areas that your nonprofit already thrives in? For example, if people, at that urban garden nonprofit, right? They make amazing plant-based cookies already and you have been asked to share them. People are always, oh, bring those plant-based cookies to the potluck. <laughs> You're, they're always in demand. Then right away you might say, okay, there's already a demand for that. We've already kind of tested the market. So that would be a good one. And we know our, you know, our plant-based chocolate chip cookie one sells the best or whatever, right? Or what else is easy to do? So you can already say, okay, what is easy to do, i.e. low hanging fruit? So if you find a place that has amazing rash guards, so let's jump over to our marine conservation example. They found a place, amazing rash guards, great quality, great cost. They already have the logo, they manufacture everything, right? You don't even have to touch it and they drop ship that means that company is doing everything. If somebody orders something, all you have to do is create like a landing page or on a website or social media, like some kind of link to sell the products. And then it goes directly to who is manufacturing it and they create it, they put your logo on it and then they even ship it to the client. All right, so that's drop shipping and that's amazing, right? <laughs> and that's super easy for you to do because you're just marketing then, right? Which marketing, I mean, that's its own bag of tricks. But at the same time, you're not having to print and screen and take it to this and do that and ship and all of that. So what is easiest, like the low hanging fruit, 
right? And if people are already asking for that rash guard and it's easy to like Instagram it, hashtag it, all of that kind of stuff and create some momentum around it, then that might be something you could do. And as a side note, this is what I figured out from my book, The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing. I originally, I was thinking of keeping inventory and having to ship a book every time I had an order, right? When I was first getting into this whole uh, publishing thing. But then I found Kindle Direct Publishing on Amazon, KDP, right? So anytime someone orders a book on Amazon right now, KDP actually prints it and ships it out. Of course, they keep a percentage of the sale, but it is worth that printing, shipping, and market platform cost. That's drop shipping, and it rules. I love it, right? Because I don't have to keep hundreds or thousands of books in my house, right? Where the AC goes out, it's gonna get moldy, <laughs> whatever, right? And then have to have space for that and then ship everything and it's just so much. So if you can find something that's easy and that's affordable, that's low hanging fruit. And of course that people are already wanting. Okay, so step number four, conduct market research. So find out what your followers, partners, peeps would buy. This doesn't mean you have to do a full-on Kickstarter campaign. Instead of ordering 5,000 plushies, right, before you do any research, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe instead create a social media poll, like a Facebook poll, it's super easy to do, and ask your followers if they would buy that product. You know, you can just do something very easy like that, and you can start to get some feedback and start to create that market research. Remember, market research, it sounds very techy and analytical, and maybe be expensive it doesn't have to be so another thing you can do is see what's already out there are there five million plant-based cookies out there figure out how to make yours unique then just because there's other things out there doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't do it if it's still affordable people are still asking for it it makes sense for you to do with your mission even if you're competing it might be okay because you can make yours unique and you can do that through step number five step number five is Tell the story on how the profits benefit the nonprofit. Remember, it's not just that the consumer will feel healthier by eating a plant-based cookie or feels warmer in a rash guard. Yes, those features are important to discuss, right? But more importantly is the impact that it has on your nonprofit. Okay, you gotta get selfish here for a minute because it makes sense. Hang in with me for a second, listen. By eating that healthy cookie, not only will the consumer feel better, but they will also help keep an urban garden operating and create a healthy environment for the world. This is where your nonprofit has a unique factor. So yes, sell the features. It's healthy, it's good for your body, it reduces stress, whatever that might be, right? But remember the benefits are the big things that impact your nonprofit. So the features are just the things that it does, it's healthy, da, 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 da. That's what everybody else, even if they're a for-profit business is selling. But how is yours different? It's like helping a nonprofit. It might be funding jobs. You know, it might be actually helping people, your beneficiaries. It could be doing so much benefit. So show what that benefit is. Create a story where those profits go. So this leads us to step six. Step number six is create a landing page for your products or services and sell in advance. Most nonprofits have websites or social media. And if you don't, you need to. <laughs> there we go. That's all I'm saying for now. But it is important to have a place where people can read your story. Remember that unique story you're telling 
or if you are sharing videos and see your story, all that kind of stuff. So create a place that discusses the features and benefits of your product or service or better yet shows them through video. Then also include a place where people can buy your product in advance or book your service in advance. This is brilliant because it gives you the capital to make that order or to book out that arena or whatever you need to do. Plus, it feeds back into the market research. Are people actually buying in advance? Are they booking in advance? If you're not really seeing a lot of that, then maybe it's not a great idea. So before you invest thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars into a product or service, this is a great way to say, let's see how many people give. But Holly, what if people give only a few and it's not enough to really make the product work? What will we do for those people? You can always return their money, guys, right? If you're not spending it yet, remember this is capital. Think about it being capital in orders. It's pre-selling. So if you are selling a dog plushie where the profits go towards an animal rescue center, then create plushies around existing dogs that you serve. You could even call the different plushie designs after dogs specific dog names. Then show how the profits go towards building more dog kennels or whatnot. This is a great way to build awareness and to get to step seven. Step number seven, share the process to create awareness and momentum. While you are building out your product, you've created a pre-sale landing page, what we just talked about in step six, or a simple sign-up sheet to start collecting money for your orders. Remember, that way you can invest the capital from the pre-sales into your inventory. Plus, you start creating buzz and momentum around your product, right? That's all step number seven. So this actually acts as a great way to build awareness about your nonprofit. The product is something people can talk about. The service is something people can talk about. Just always make sure you connect it back to your mission somehow. The ultimate goal is to really increase lasting support for your nonprofit. Yes, you wanted to make money real quick and now you know how. But this last step will go from just creating a product or service and go to creating a movement. Remember, share those posts, videos, and testimonies. If people are at your cooking class, like I said, stream it live on Facebook, get other people interested. If people are wearing those rash guards, make sure you say, if you wear this, add a hashtag or tag us you know, in, the, in your post. Um, start creating things that people can share. And it, then it really does create a movement, it spreads the awareness of what you're doing, and ultimately it creates more sales. So to wrap up, number one, start a brainstorming session. Number two, Identify products and or goods aligned with your mission. Number three, identify expert or low-hanging areas for products and or services. Number four, conduct market research. Number five, tell the story and how the profits benefit the nonprofit. Remember, don't just share the features, but also share the benefits. Number six, create a landing page for product services and sell in advance. Number seven, share the process to create awareness and momentum. Remember, your products or services just don't have to be sold individually. All right, here's a plus, plus, this is number eight, I guess, a <laughs> little plus one. So once you have all this developed and you actually have it running and you're like, okay, this is making money, if you really wanna scale, do this. Go to corporations, government agencies, education centers, etc., and see if you can get bulk orders. The best way is to find um, is to first find organizations that have similar mission statements. 
Just like if you're looking for a grant, right? You're gonna go to foundations or funding sources that have similar missions. This is the same thing, but you're not targeting a grant, you're targeting sales. All right, so maybe there's a company event coming up and they wanna give out gifts to all their employees. How awesome would it be that the, they could get the gift through you that aligns with their mission? They're gonna give all those plushies out because they also support animal rights. They're gonna buy those cookies because they're all about health. Or they're gonna get those rash cards because they wanna support marine life. Believe me, companies are always looking for products to buy and give as gifts, as giveaways around the holidays, around their anniversaries, their retreats. They're always looking for added value for their employees. So help them do that and they will help you in return. Or maybe they need professional development in an area where your nonprofit can offer a service. Maybe for you know their Christmas event this year, they're going to have a party. They want to do something different and they want to support local gardens and sustainability. So they're going to do their cooking classes for their whole company at your place, right? Or they want to go on that marine habitat tour or they want to, you know, all employees, animals can get free grooming, you know, just something creative and fun that aligns back with their mission. So remember, you can always scale. Once you started small, if the idea sticks and it grows, then scale. So if you want a checklist that so you have these, this step-by-step -step system and you can work through it on your nonprofit or the nonprofits that you work with, go ahead and visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 111. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes. It really does help other people find this podcast or um, you can even leave a comment on the blog article under podcast on our website. So when you go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 111 at the bottom, if you want to make a comment or give any feedback or any more ideas about this, please do. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you all. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the tribe and discounts on grant services, be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email Holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com. 